Sweat Equity Podcast and Streaming Show, the number one comedy slash business. I don't give a shit. And the number one business slash sure. comedy. I'm putting my fanny pack right up wow. there. Yeah, bro. I'm serious. Two fanny packs. I got two. I'm going to get one every fucking color. Uh, listen oh, to us. <laughs> you own two. You don't wear two at the same time. I checked ooh, to see if you ooh. were wearing another one. I didn't even think about were that. Are you going to get your phone out to write that down? My mind is blown. Wear two fanny packs tomorrow. Come on, Evernote. Put it in here. Shit. Hey, uh... The numbers keep going up. That's good. If you're listening to this in your ear holes right now, share this with a friend. Share this with uh, your your crazy mom, your mom's crazy friend that wears turquoise jewelry, you know, alternative medicine sure. friend. You know, Ice in the white wine. She's trying to become a practitioner for a health and wellness company. Right. Yes. Um, you know, help her out. Send her this. Or you, you got someone that's a young kid, a, a young plucky high school kid. That wants to, uh, you know, he's very entrepreneurial. Send him this. He's in DECA. She is in DECA. Is that what it's called? I don't know. I'm losing Get out of high school. You're in high school. Get out of high school. I love high school boys. What? Sorry. I'm going to come. You know, share our Apple Podcast, Spotify. We're on every platform you can listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace, the best website builder. You don't need to be a programmer. You don't need to be a designer. You have SEO function that fucking blow away WordPress. I just found that out, Ooh. by the way. Really? Yeah. Now you can have SEO plugins just like WordPress. Okay. Oh yeah. I've, I've been all up in it. I'm making five sites right now. It's super duper cool beans. Let's what? Get, <laughs> let's get this party started. What? Howdy Donnie. What about my sweat equity? We're already recording, um, just to let you know, we, we just, we hit it right from the ground up. Uh, you're well, wearing... Look that, at all those books. I mean, books, but... I mean, how and, how can and, you look past the jacket? There's a plant in the back. Oh, the jacket! <laughs> you look like a wrestling manager. <laughs> right, a wrestling manager. Now that's a new one. I haven't gotten that one before. Jimmy the Tulip Jones, the best <laughs> there ever was. <laughs> yeah, they used to have the managers get involved in the whole thing. Absolutely, the glasses yeah, yeah. help too. The glasses are also right there with it. We yeah, the that's glasses all are right we, there with it. Yeah, that's we right. won't talk about right. that all the whole time. We were we were looking at we were doing our show prep because we're professional and you're a big uh, you're big on this jacket huh yeah yeah so we we're, we're a company is Tulip Media and we we help you become the red tulip in the sea of yellow so that's the that's the the inspiration behind the jacket mm, like uh, oh the golden you'll never get it whatever oh it is. what's the tree called uh, spruce I think uh, that yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Do you have more than one, or is it like you like Superman with like? <laughs> it's like a Superman. No, I've got. Uh, it actually started out with the yellow tulip in the sea of red, and then it became the red tulip in the sea of yellow. So I do have a red jacket. It's the exact same thing, but the colors are reversed on the tulips. Okay, well then I'm gonna need to understand that uh, metaphor better. The the. In the seas of tulips and whatnot, I haven't heard that. 
So whenever I would do presentations in the past, one of the slides that I had is this big sea of yellow tulips, right? And then one red tulip sticking up in the middle of the mall. And with our word marketing, so our company will help you become, will help you stand out from the crowd. We'll help you become the red tulip in the sea of yellow. And um, that slide is what everybody always remembered. And one time I was invited to speak on a stage in Austin and I had no visual aids at all. So, you know, we couldn't put any slides up, nothing like this. And I, and I asked the team, I said, how do I make this memorable? And they said, uh, you got to get a jacket that just screams, you know, use your jacket as your billboard. So we literally had the exact image that we, I use on the slide. We had that custom printed into fabric and custom made with that fabric. Oh, that's cool. I I, we, it, I yeah. was just feeling insecure about like schooling and like I was like, is that part of like literature history or something? And I didn't remember. Not, that. Nothing that sophisticated. Okay, it was just a slide. <laughs> you didn't miss out on a slide on a presentation. Got yeah, it. Yeah, most people are listening via audio, but you should try to get over to the, our video on this because we got two really good graphic uh, pieces of attire. You're wearing. I'll try to describe it for for the listeners. It's. It looks like a printed. It looks like a, a nice image of a it's field. A sport coat. A field of tulips. Yeah, it's yes. a sport coat over a black shirt, but a field of tulips with the red uh, pocket oh, square. Yeah. Okay. Um, Didn't see that before. And then yellow tinted glasses, which either looks like you're like uh, uh, Just got back from the shooting range. Right. Yeah. Yep. Or going to the range. <laughs> Um, wanting to look like Bono, that's what I get. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. they need yes, to be actually, like... very much so. They need to be about four inches taller. He usually wears those. Yes. The big, yeah, and then I'm off a little bit there. Eric's donning, uh, oh, yeah. you know, one of my favorite pieces of clothing. It's a, iconic. The solo jazz cups from the 90s. Um, that, <laughs> that's where I know that pattern from. That's the from. design. Yeah. 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 I love it. Well, um, I'll have to get you one. And you're, Give me one of them jackets. Where were you? Uh, where are you uh, zooming in from? I should ask. I'm actually located in the east coast of Canada. I'm near near Halifax. Ah, okay. Nova so, Scotia. We totally know where that is. Way yep. out east. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. way out east. Hal- Nova Scotia, right? Nova Scotia. Yeah, the maritime provinces here. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. You've been to Canada? He's on. Ma- nope. You've never been to Canada? And I never will. I've been to Vancouver private, private and Man- Montreal. Montreal, not a fan of um, American guys. <laughs> really? <laughs> French, or, just, or were they just well, you? The, no, the, well, I was with the bachelor party, so that didn't help. Okay. That made well, it way worse. all assholes, I'm sure. That exacerbated everything, but I'm saying like... Uh, exacerbated. Everyone's like, yeah, they're not going to like y- y'all if you're just by yourself. Because I got there a day early or something, and I was just walking around. I was like, excuse me. And they're like, <laughs> like, like bl- they're all French-Canadian <laughs> asshole. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I did see uh, an interesting strip club scene um, where she put also called French Canadian water assholes. in and then made a fountain. Oh, yeah, didn't uh, see that coming. Yeah, didn't uh, cool. didn't think that interview would go this way. I'm sorry. I don't. We don't know. I we couldn't find your uh, your hit sheet that uh, we usually get. So uh, we're kind of going um, raw dog on this, but. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to ask the the last question at the beginning. I don't know if you got to watch this or listen to our, our show, but we try to ask everybody the first time on, what advice would you give your 13-year-old self? 
So the, yeah, and I've heard your question before. The, the advice I would give my 13-year-old self is that in business and in life, there are so many opportunities that you don't feel like you have to jump on every single one because wait for the right opportunity. If you don't have the right opportunity in front of you, you know, you, if, you, if you're somebody who is smart, eager, ambitious, the world, the universe will provide opportunities to you and you just need to wait and you need to be in the right position and don't be too quick and too impatient because, yeah, the right opportunities will be right around the corner. So might be my favorite answer. Oh yeah, so far. Yeah, R- really? Might be. I have three hundred seventy-one episodes. Nice. We didn't do it for all those. <laughs> we forgot sometimes. Yeah, and I was bitching and moaning the other time. Still, that's impressive. I, I think he, you guys were like, uh, you guys just. I like didn't he- say that last episode, did I? What? This is my favorite one. No. Okay. Good. <laughs> we recorded one. <laughs> we're, we we stacked two recordings. Sometimes I'll say shit and I just don't remember. Apparently. No, it, it all runs together. It's all pipes. It's um, so that happens. So from that answer, you know, when you grew up, were you someone that? By the way, I like the part. I like it. Like the more good you put out, the more you're going to receive. Kind of. That's one of the things I picked up on your answer. But the other thing is, um, were you someone that started a lot of projects or started a lot of things and didn't finish them growing up? I wouldn't say I didn't finish them. I just, I would go on the ba- biggest opportunity that I saw at the moment and I would not give up. I would not give it up and I would follow, even if it was a bad idea, I would follow it down a path oh, for too opposite. long. And I had okay. a hard time giving things up. Mm. Actually. Okay. So yeah. So the, the knowing when to fold them essentially. When right. to fold them and, and knowing that, you know, this, this might seem like a good opportunity, but they're, you know, there, there are going to be, there's, there's no shortage of opportunities, whether you're trying to sell something or, you know, trying to build a business, there's no shortage of opportunities. So you need to be careful to choose the right one. And I was very impatient growing up in business and I just wanted to do, do, do. And I, you know, would latch onto something and I'd hang on to that too long and I ignore other opportunities around me, which were much better than what I was working on. Yeah. I mean, I, the more I think about the people who are the best at what they do, uh, my theory is they're horrible to hang out with. Like, because they're so focused on that thing, nothing else really matters, you know? Yeah. Um, they're not a well-rounded person. Like, I'm sure it would be cool to meet Elon Musk, but, ever, like... We've talked you, to plenty of computer people in our life. <laughs> right. And by computer people, yeah. I mean people who act and talk like computers like if you had to yeah if you had to like who work with computers or use a computer they are computers i think i i have to boring recently i was like i just need to pretend i'm obsessed with it fake it till you make it in my brain that's okay that's fine because i've got the i used to oh my god i'm so obsessed (laughs) i used to start rolling eyes at yourself i used to start a lot of things and not finish them and in the last like i don't know seven years i've really tried to work on finishing whatever I'm starting if it makes sense but you gotta yeah. you gotta cut bait sometimes what was something that what's an example of that that you you dealt yeah. with so I've, I've always I'm a lifelong entrepreneur I've never held a real job I've never had a paycheck from anybody and um, I've done several different businesses but one of the things that I, I get into was I, I at an early age I get into family business and it was retail home and garden centers and Oof. you know I was Really, I think I was pretty good at it, but one of my mentors, 
and I was in it for about 15 years. And then when I got out, one of my mentors said that, you know, you're really good in a really bad industry. Like, why not be really good in a good industry? Be strategic. And I was, and what I've grown uh, an appreciation for is taking the time to plan correctly so that you know you're working on the, the, you know, the right strategy, the right opportunity, instead of, I mean, I was an execution guy. I would jump in and I would just do, do, do and move things forward, not even thinking if I was on the right path or not, right? There's a saying that says, you know, one of the, I think it was a Peter Drucker saying, there's only, you know, uh, there's nothing more wasteful than being incredibly efficient at doing the wrong thing. Mm. And I was doing that. I like that. Hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, because yeah, then reinvented, you, uh, yeah. like everybody, you kick the shit out of yourself for like, why did I spend so much time doing this? And it wasn't even the direction I wanted to go in. Yeah, and a, and a mentor of mine, you know, he said, you, you, you went into that business because it was your family's business. And that was those were the expectations at the time was to come back and run the family business. And it was so true. It wasn't a business that I went after, that I wanted, that I created. It was one that I took over from family. And when I reinvented myself and started Tulip Media, you know, that was something that I love marketing. So when I created that business, it was created by design, finding the opportunity in what was strategically also a really good business. Why do you, helping uh, companies grow. Wh- yeah. Why do you love marketing? I love the creativity. I love the challenge. I love I love big picture strategy and I see marketing, so many people see marketing as a very tactical kind of activity, right? You place your Google ads, you place your, you know, your uh, social ads, you do some SEO, do all these uh, social posts and so on, very tactical. But what I love is the strategy behind it. So figuring out, and every good marketing strategy starts with a good business strategy. So when we start with, when we work with a new client partner, the first session is all about, you know, where do you want to grow the business? What do you, you don't have a three-year plan? Well, let's talk about your three-year plan because how can we help you grow your sales into your three-year plan if you don't have a three-year plan? So we take a very strategic approach with our marketing. And because of that, you know, we have uh, the services you know, that we do for client partners are, you know, come off a, a, a menu, so to speak. We call it our, you know, it's our menu, but We'll pick different items off that to make a customized program for the client partner. And every business is unique and every business needs to utilize a different marketing strategy that will allow them to accomplish their business objectives and their biz- and move their business strategy forward. And I love that big picture strategy discussion. I love figuring out from a lot of diverse facts, what is the right strategy to really focus in on? And then the creativity behind actually creating a marketing campaign or marketing program that will allow that to happen. Yeah, uh, I think philosophically we're right there with you. Um, you can't, you know, uh, you can't execute without a real plan and a strategy is really a plan. And if yeah. you don't have a business plan, an outline strategy will do you know, at least that gives, hey, what, what do you want to do is basically what you're asking. I used to get really yeah. frustrated. Right. How much money do you want to make? Yeah. Boiled it down even further. Why are you here in my office doing a discovery meeting? You know, like, um, and more than not, eventually I figured out, oh, 
let me, I'm going to ask about their personal life and then I'll kind of open it up in a weird way. Um, because we were working with a lot of small, really small local businesses. Um, uh, and so that, that thing where they didn't want to tell you everything. Right. And I was like, you should, I'm not going right. to, who am I going to go tell? Yeah, no, it's like, do you have anybody else to help you with right. this? Or right. like, is this something that you're going to, you know, help with? Are you going to be involved? Or is this something that like, it'll be all on me? How's this going to go? Right, right. And yeah. so, and my background was entrepreneurship and family business management was my undergrad. Uh, family business, that, wow. that'll make you go entrepreneurial. That'll make you get out. Like, that is really, uh, uh, that it's is very a very common theme and just like a lot of um let's say like wealth and uh families doesn't last like over three generations four generations typically probably like the same thing with a business it's really it's difficult to find some of the same passion as their parents or have more of it uh let me guess you when you got in with your family working for them uh you were doing more of the marketing side and you found that that was your thing. Yeah. And I, and I always, I always loved marketing. You know, I, I always really enjoyed the, the creativity and just, just what, what marketing can do when done right to generate interest and to generate new leads and, you know, people knocking down the door, so to speak, to want to do business with you when it's done right. Yeah. Marketing gets a bad rap. It's the first thing to get cut, which seems like it's looming, uh, anytime now. Like I feel like I can already feel businesses pulling back and speculating a, a recession coming. Cause uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't think Probably it is, but it depends on the industry. I don't know. I feel like, uh, uh, kind of like COVID when everybody pulled back all at the same time kind of thing. I feel mm. it like they're trying to almost predict when it's coming. There's like hiring, a lot of hiring stopped. And I feel like a lot of marketing has been pulled back from the stuff I've read already. And it's, I always tell everybody it's a percentage in your, in your income, sh- income statement. It's, it's not a flat line thing. It's not a, a cost to be cut because if no one knows you exist, you don't exist. Right. Might exactly. maybe spend more. <laughs> right. <laughs> So I'll tell you what we did uh, a few years ago. And this is the story that, uh, you know, we, so our, our book, so um, Jessica, my co-author, mine, it, we're in Tulip as well. Her What's and I wrote double, sale, double Sales, Zero Sales People. Yeah, we, we co-wrote this. And the whole idea behind it was in, it was actually before the pandemic. In 2019, um, you know, we were growing the business and it was growing, it was going really rapidly for a few years, but then it started to slow down. And we had this big sales team that was costing a fortune. We had a sales manager and a whole team of salespeople doing hundreds of phone calls a day, emails, you know, all these outbound reaches and all this stuff. And we actually, I went in and I remember it was, you know, again, thinking strategically and made the really, really, really tough decision. We went in one afternoon and let the entire sales team go in one fell swoop. So here we were, a company that was still growing an upward trajectory with no salespeople overnight, from seven people down to zero. And what we did is when I gathered the team together to explain what we did, I said, we're going to move to this, and I called it at the time, automated sales process. We had a young student intern, co-op student, a marketing student, and he came, he was there for the summer, and I said, you know what, let's just... I believe we can do this. We can figure this out. 
And at the time, we were doing a lot of print marketing and different things. We were just really getting into digital. But we dove into it headfirst, and we had this young marketing guy who basically believed anything was possible. And we started experimenting, and we found what we knew. We had some ideas and theories of what worked. But we really started to hone in. And they said, well, I said, we're not going to do from this day forward, we went from doing hundreds of outbound phone calls a day to zero. And I said, we're not going to do any more cold calls as a company. No more. And what we did was we basically turned on and figured out and our, our unique way that we put everything together, uh, online digital marketing that brought in inbounds. And the only time we converse with people is when they reached out to us because they wanted to learn about what we were doing. So we went from all these outbound calls to only accepting inbound calls. And we actually had the production people take those calls because who better to talk about marketing than marketing specialists, not salespeople, marketing specialists. Get the people that really know the product or the service that you're doing. Yeah, you can coach them up. Yeah, the knowledge is tough to, to, to elaborate on, especially when you get in the nitty gritty with someone. You know, yeah. I, I I kind of agree with you. You know, depending on your approach, but uh, it, absolutely, it's kind of that thing you want to bring people into your essence, <laughs> right? Well, yeah. I was sitting there thinking, yeah, you're a marketing company, right? Spend it on digital ads, right? Boom. It, it, there's and you do and short money off short term and long term at the same time. That's always been the duality I see with uh, the tactical side. Like uh, yeah. doing ads is very direct. It's very instant people are coming to you with intent so you're you're probably qualifying them by the audience already but you know it's um it's one of those things where the long game you wrote a book that's something you can leverage uh with your uh co-author and and babe jessica (laughs) embry um yeah I know it says she's married, so I'll, I'll I won't say. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm, I don't. I'm not going up to Canada. I, all I see is. Oh, hands. sorry. Um, I, I'm, now I can't react. That's weird. Yeah. Well, you're <laughs> you, you're gonna get married soon, so uh, I'll say it. She's a babe. No. Um, and so, it's one of those things where, tell me about that decision to, you know, you didn't see it full full throttle, right? You you didn't do what you did when you were 13. You did the thing where you go, okay, this isn't working, and you yeah. you cut the fat and had to uh, reconfigure everything. Is that was that a lot of anxiety? Was that a tell us about that time you were doing that? Because I yeah. I'm interest I'm always interested in the entrepreneurial fear, the yeah. fear of the unknown. I think that's always so, the most interesting part of that endeavor. You know, and that's uh, so that's one of the things, and you know, uh, I, I I do a lot of business coaching too, and you know, talk with different people. And one of the things that I always tell people are, are you willing to, and, and that's the way we looked at our, what we did at that time is, are you willing to destroy what's good in the pursuit of something great? And that was truly destroying what was good because it was working. It just wasn't working to the extent that we needed it to work and it didn't have the return. And so are you willing to destroy what's good in the pursuit of something great? And, you know, I bring up the story too, because, you know, you mentioned about marketing being so important, but one of the first things that's cut, well, we're living proof that we actually doubled down on our marketing and cut the entire sales team. Like if it really tough, you know, if you have really tough times, maybe you need a different business strategy. Maybe you need a different go to market strategy and maybe 
marketing is where you need to invest, but cut something else that you traditionally deem that you could not live without. Yeah. You know, we, we talk about it in uh, branding or rebranding for clients, but it's like, who are we? What are we doing? What the fuck? You have to really go. Who am I? <laughs> you, and you, I, I kind of flippantly would say to a lot of people, you need to go camping and do mushrooms and then really right. figure out because you are the business a lot of the times. A lot of one and done meetings after that, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, uh, they like my candor. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> we would never pay you money to well, do a job, but. I did it. Uh, well, I actually said it specifically because that sticking power, like his jacket, it has sticking power. It's, it's a thing <laughs> that it might be uncouth, but it's still one of those things that. Uh, it's fine. I liked it. Yeah, no, I, I, there's no. I don't want to work with somebody who he's not going to eat mushrooms anyway. So. Eric, Eric, your shirt has sticking power too. So oh, right. thank, why? Thank you. Aww. It is sticking to my. I love that. So, <laughs> so what do you see uh, going forward now? Like, what what do you see coming down the pike uh, for for marketing? Like, hmm. are we are we going into another kind of? I don't know how Canada's economics work, you know, in relation to ours. I assume pretty close. Um, yeah. Do you feel that that coming on? Can, I, I just say a feeling, like it's an intuition. I'm reading stuff. I just see things. I see what people post on LinkedIn and stuff, and you're like, it feels like stuff's getting pulled back again. Yeah, and that that's out of fear. A lot of people do that because of fear, and they yeah. don't. They can't be stoic about it. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So. Um, First of all, you know, we, we do most of our business is actually in the in the U.S. Like we, we we're located in Canada, but we do ninety five percent of our businesses with American client partners, and um, across the country. And what we find is that yeah, I, I I do believe that there is a there's a slowdown coming. You know, with the in, with inflation going up, the interest rates going up, all of these things are going to slow down the economy somewhat, which is probably not a bad thing necessarily. Um, some people are going to be scared, but in business, and you talk, you, you talk a lot about, you know, the entrepreneurial journey and to be an entrepreneur, you need to be bold enough to believe in your vision and to go after it. And, you know, for those companies, those client partners that we work with who are confident in what they're doing, they're confident in their strategy and they're willing to invest in their future when actually when everybody else is clawing back, that's the best time to invest. That's the best time to try to gain market share when other people are retracting a little bit. You know, it's absolutely, it, it's recessions for entrepreneurs always provide opportunities. Mm-hmm. Recessions hit, you know, the, the big blue chip companies, the big behemoths, they hurt those, they, they tend to hurt those companies, but at the benefit of the entrepreneurial companies who are bold enough to go after the business. Yeah, so right. I think it's going to be an exciting time. Anytime there's volatility, there's always, always opportunity. So you start a tent company, <laughs> like something, you know, when you lose your house. Yeah. I mean, outdoors. I like that. You fishing got, rods. <laughs> y'all have uh, American clients and you're in Canada for that universal healthcare. That's nice. I like yeah. that. Um, <laughs> Actually, I'm curious. Have you uh, seen any differences in the U- United States and Canadian clients? Canada, no, you know Canada is one is one tenth the size of, of the U.S. in population, and we're one tenth your size in our economy. So basically, whatever happens in the U.S. happens in Canada by default. Trickle up. You know, 
we're your trade biggest trading partner, but your hours. But what the difference is that you know we're just a small percentage of your trading. We still represent your largest trading partner, but for Canada and the U.S., like you know, you're all of our trading, yeah. <laughs> most of it. So we do follow the U.S. economies when they're the ups and the, and the downs. Hmm. Man, well, yeah. With every bad, there's a good, right? You know, yeah, like um, I, I kind of uh, call myself an aggressive optimist. I've been told I'm kind of intense, um, but I feel like uh, I don't. Uh, talking to you, I don't feel like you have any bad days. Are you uh, uh, overall like positive all the time like this? Hundred percent. Let's bring you to the dark you, side. You have to be. How can you have a bad day in that jacket? Yeah, you have to like. That's funny. Someone you has to call you an asshole. Jacket, I mean, right. but someone has to call you an asshole or a hoser or something yeah. like, in that jacket, and you got to be like, it's, it's a it marketing thing. Sticking power, you know, like just yelling That's back. Right. You may call me a name, but you know, you'll remember me tonight and or tomorrow morning. So you know, it, it's done its job. No, I, you know, I think every entrepreneur, in order to be an entrepreneur, you need to see the glass half full, because otherwise you would not do what you're doing, right? You would not. Go after your dreams. Right. I'll and start a business. It'll probably fail, but I'll start it. Right. Makes yeah. no sense. Yeah, you have to believe in it. Yeah. You have to believe in it. Yeah. And then yeah, any absolutely and any bad habit like that uh, you what did you, you sublimate it anything you're doing behaviorally that isn't working you have to turn that into a good thing you know. Well, and that's another thing too. I'm a big believer in having a life by design, and entrepreneurs they do that by nature, right? They, they, you know, you can choose what kind of a life you want. You can design your own life. Yeah, there's a few things you can't control, but you can always control how you react to those things. Yes. Yeah. So you can have yes. a life by Love design. That. And I'm a huge believer in that. I was telling my daughter Stoicism. that. I was telling my daughter that the other Beautiful. day. I go, look, you might, she's wailing, having a, t- she's four, but she's having a yep. tantrum. She had four, four tantrums. In the morning before we left for school. Somebody's keeping score. <laughs> well, I was like, this is a record. <laughs> and she's just like, I woke up. I'm not having a good What's day. What's a record? She's like, I'm not having a good day. Oh, she knows. She's half Asian. Come on. She said she's uh, having a good day. She's not having a good oh, day. I'm not just not having a good day, Daddy. <laughs> They're both funny. And I go, well, look. It's not funny. She's cute. but, but No, it's, it was funny. Uh, okay. And so I was just like, look, you're, this is one of the best things I can tell you. And I'll tell you your whole life. Like, you might be having... A really bad day and you can always tell me about it but you don't have to take it out on anybody else and you don't yeah, have to put it out especially there. me um if <laughs> you know there's ways to talk about it and cope with it and then she yelled at me and i, I right. put her in time out yeah. <laughs> yeah she's an alpha chick um but it's a long con um for anybody listening can you what tips do you have if someone's trying like we like to really talk to that audience on the show that is in the full-time job they hate is yeah. uh, is working for the weekend? Is trying? Has some ideas? Is kind of rudderless. What what would you say to them? You know, what tips do you have uh, yeah. out there? So, for one thing, if you're working for the weekend, you're not living. You know, you've got to enjoy your life. Like I said, life by design. You've got to enjoy what you're doing every day. So, what you do for a living, which is where you spend a huge portion of your waking hours needs to be in doing something that you enjoy doing. So if, you, if you're doing a nine-to-five job that you, you're not enjoying, but you have these ideas, those ideas are what inspires you. you th- just think of your energy when you think about going to work Monday morning, 
or this idea that I have for this business? Like, what gives you more energy? Because when you start working on your passion, when you start working on the, your business and you, you make that entrepreneurial leap, you will have more energy than you knew you had in you because you're energized by what you're doing. So go out there and, and do it. Now, as far as what to do, um, I'm a firm believer that nobody, you look at any successful person, nobody has done it alone. Nobody has. Even the solo entrepreneurs out there, they have mentors, they have peer groups, they have people that they can lean on when they don't have the answer to a question, that they can say, I'm stuck. Does anybody have any advice? And, you know, whether that's, you know, having those mentors, you know, go up. I've always been a big believer. I've never had a problem going up and just asking people that I really admire if they would mentor me in one area of business that they have a specialty in or another. And people that are really successful, what's amazing is for younger, energetic entrepreneurs starting out, people who are successful feel this debt to society that they're more, I've never had so any, I've never had anyone turn me away when I've asked them for advice or to get together because I'm dealing with a, an issue, you know, with banks or something like this, getting more credit, and I know the guy I want to talk to, they will always take your call and they will always sit down with you. So get together with mentors or even just as powerful, get together with uh, peer groups. So getting started in, in business alone, there's a worldwide organization called Entrepreneurs Organization, and I've been a member 18 years, uh, but if you don't qualify for entrepreneurs organization, they have an entrepreneur organization's accelerator program, EO accelerator and join that get together with other people just starting out in business. And they'll put a cohort of six or eight or 10 you know, people just starting out in business together to support one another, along with a mentor, a more senior successful business person that can help guide you through your, your pitfalls. Like a, there will be challenges. Like a business matchmaking company. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's kind of like a business matchmaking company and you work with your, Maybe you know, I've your always had these mastermind groups, always been a part of one or two of them. And they're places you can go to when you're thinking about those big questions or you have a big challenge and you're wondering like, what do I do here? I have no experience. You know, somebody's trying to sue me. What do I do? Well, you know, lean on people that have been sued before and get some advice that people, from people that have gone through that. Yeah, be, be aggressively curious. Um, be aggressively try, curious. To, try to find the answers. Uh, Once people love to feel smart. Yeah, yeah, no, look, I've never been turned down either when I've asked for advice. Oh, from I anybody. always give advice, even if I don't have good advice. Oh, I'll give it all, just, all day start long. start talking. I just say, start saying stuff. <laughs> no one Where wants is it. Where coming from? Right. <laughs> no, he's just talking. I, that's why I call it old man advice you didn't ask for. It, and uh, I preface right. it that way, and then I say what I'm going to say anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the, uh, you know, I, I'm meeting with a mentor tomorrow, Mr. D. At gunpoint. Oh. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have breakfast with him. I, for nothing in particular, I just... I think it's a good refresher. He's always going to challenge me uh, whenever well, we, we, we hey. might be done for some breakfast. <laughs> um, you want to come to Ishan End tomorrow? Yeah, maybe. All right, eight o'clock. Uh, that's where all the that's where all the players are at. Um, we'll keep this local conversation <laughs> off, Mike. Uh, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Tulip Media, uh, TulipMediaGroup.com. Um, yep. we'll, we'll put links to everything in the episode description. 
Yeah, and actually, if I if I can, we have a nope. Uh, just kidding. Go ahead. Nope. That's the worst <laughs> joke ever, dude. We do a, We do Psych. have a page. Like, if anybody's interested uh, in uh, in the in, you know in learning more at tm.media forward slash double sales. That that you know tm.media forward slash double sales. That's where people can you know buy the book or download a free chapter. Or if they want to talk about marketing strategy, they can book a call with myself and or or um, you know a, a free call with myself or Jessica, my co-author. And we'll jump on a Zoom call and talk marketing strategy with anybody who wants to. Hey, just jumping in there at the end shows the guy knows marketing. Yeah, yeah. Call, law was you, ready you to a, get out. You and you're call, like, hold on one second. You had a call to action. <laughs> you know, I didn't prep. And uh, what is it? Uh, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Maybe read the sentence next time. Isn't that what it is? I don't know. <laughs> all right. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll put all the links in the call to action in the uh, episode description. Thanks for coming. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you, guys. It's good to meet you.